Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tank's Lap Talk. Unfortunately, today it's just going to be me. Um, Jamie's been pretty busy with work and commitments. Um, but nevertheless, because I've got a great guest this week, it's Mr. Adam Sterry. Adam, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I've listened to the last few podcasts, so excited to get on and talk some rubbish with you. Yeah, Adam's been begging me for months to come on, and I've basically been cool guying him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but well, here we are. Sorry, Adam, my dad's just walked in the room. What no worries. Do, How is he? Shut the window. How is he? Someone comes out there, he'll come pick first. Uh, Hi, Adam. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Might as well just leave us in the podcast to be fine. Got to. Yeah, we're going to run it. Cool, it's all good. Right, yeah. He's, uh, he wanted me. Well, I don't know why he's getting involved, but basically, it's really hot in my bedroom. It's like a sun trap, so I had the window open. He's been outside, seen us open, and said, Shut it, so you get outside noise. <laughs> well done, Dad. So, so yeah, okay. But yeah, there we go. We're here. Um, we're still running out. I'm not going to edit this out. This, this is raw, coming from the heart. Yeah, raw now. Um, so, what have you been doing last last couple of weeks? Just a bit of testing. Yeah, a bit of testing. I had suspension test the other day. Um, feels like we've been riding for ages now, actually. To be honest, um, as we are in April, and uh, normally we are. Two months into the season by now, but um, yeah, it is what it is. We've just been doing a lot of riding, obviously been to Spain, yeah. Um, come back and just been riding here now in, in Lommel. I'm based here now, so I've uh, been riding like two times a week. Uh, obviously, the first British Championship dates come out, so uh, up it to three times a week now, and that's where we're at at the moment. Oh, nice. So, like, patiently waiting for the, obviously, for the gate drop. Um what was I going to say to you? I, when I spoke to you last, you picked up like sort of like a little injury that no one sort of really knew about in your hand. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I got I got uh, kind of tendonitis, if you wish, in my wrist um, from just riding too much, and uh, just moved into Lommel, so we had to obviously buy a lot of furniture. And actually, the the doctor said it could have been the IKEA stuff. But <laughs> believe it or not, riding, screwing, riding, screwing, riding, screwing. And uh, yeah, should have team sponsored by Milwaukee really, so we should have ended up getting the drill in the first yeah. place. But I thought I'd be clever and do it by uh, hand. Let my girlfriend do do all the planning and put everything in place, and I'll just be the the one who screws it all together, you know. But kind didn't of backfired out. a little bit. Yeah, it did not work out. Um, yeah. So any any riders listening, don't uh, ever do any IKEA stuff. Don't and yeah, let, let your missus do all it. of it. Basically, <laughs> that's the long and the short of it. Yeah, but, that would be better. Um, that's so, the excuse now any of the new stuff we get that, yeah, that's, that's it. it yeah just go out for the day yeah don't have nothing to do with that so what um, so where, where have you been riding mainly like Lommel or yeah around about Lommel like uh, Veldhoven Lommel uh, Bergham do you ever Berner. get sick of it or not like sick of one thing or not like say say like you know is lot, do you ever get like tired of Lommel uh, I do yeah but I know people who just ride there all the time but yeah I get I get bored of it, so I like to vary it off, like go different tracks, travel a bit further. Uh, one of my favourite tracks is Nuns Peak, which is like ju- just over two hours away in North of Holland. So okay, it's good what's... to ride different places. Anyway, I think yeah, it's nice. To, it is a I think it's a smart idea to sort of mix it up a little bit. Um, what's yeah. what's the one in the woods? The one where we rode before the nations. Uh, maybe doesn't really narrow it down here to be honest. No, I know there's one like a couple weeks ago. I think you were a comrade, yeah. That's it, that's my that's, favorite one. Yeah, that's yeah, in, that's that looks, yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, yeah, that's well, like I said, that's my favorite one. Uh, it's just a bit further away, but yeah, it's not that far really because I used no. to travel to Fat Cats like two and a half hours, yeah, for everyday riding in the UK, so. Yeah, well, it's fat a little cats. bit closer to my house than fat cats, so yeah, well, it's just the same, really. Like fat cats to me is like <clears> four and a half, really, like four, four and a half. We, we <laughs> you've got all the you've got all the prime hard pack tracks, by you. yeah, no, I know. I I li- literally live in a good area for riding. To be fair, I can't um, I can't complain. I got like Gunner, which is like my local, like twenty five minutes. And that's like probably one of the best tracks in the UK, so I'm pretty lucky to be fair. I don't know how the beat is going to get on at Gunner there with his soft suspension, but <laughs> it might be right. I'm not sure. I actually rode it. You'll be all right. You can I... send the jumps there, no? Yeah, I, I should be all right. I rode, uh, I did an ISDE practice day on Saturday. 
which was quite good. First time out for a while, aching like hell. And I went out today. I actually had a crash today, so not ideal. Big one or? No, like a little bit of like my fault and another rider's fault. It was like, it was like a real, um, it was like a stubble field section. And like, because it spins to dry, it's just one line, do you know what I mean? Like where they mark the track out. <laughs> Wasn't and... one of you fighting on Facebook this week, was it? No, I've that one. Two yeah, fights did at you the see that? Track. Like, it's <laughs> so funny, isn't it? <laughs> Literally, like everyone's back riders fighting. I seen two in a week ago. I ne- what, never see that videos? at the track. Yeah. No, I've seen the one. Uh, um, what's the one like where they're led on the bank and there's like a bike in the middle of the track and they're like punching each other. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that one. I didn't. I haven't seen the other one. And the marshal's not doing really anything. To yeah, he's the marshal's encouraging it probably. Yeah, actually. yeah. Hit him, hit him. Now they are. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I basically went off the main line, went and let a soft stop, gripped, and it spat me off. But, like, I twisted the bars and all that stuff. And, yeah, I just called it a day from then on. I was pretty achy anyway. And... <laughs> but, yeah, it's all right. Still good. <laughs> nice to get out. Um, but, yeah, so what uh... – so, obviously, the schedule's changed for MXGP. And yeah. they're now saying that round two could be – so, when I spoke to you the other day, you were we saying that we didn't think that Russia was going to run? No, I don't think so. If I had to put my money on it, I wouldn't say it's going to run. So you Speaking reckon... to other people as well, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it will. I mean, think logically about it. I don't. No. I can't see it happening. So hopefully, we get the first round in Matley again. Hopefully. Yeah, no, that would be cool. And obviously, I guess you know, you being a rider and being in Lommel, where everyone else is, I spent it all. All the rumours sort of sit around that area. I guess so it's probably quite good. I mean, I've had Jamie's text me this week with some interesting rumours actually. Um. That I'm not. I'm not going to announce because I don't want to make myself look like an idiot. But they're pretty crazy rumours. And if it does, I mean, if it does come out, then what I guess, about the calendar? No, nah, not about the calendar. About some certain teams' plans with some riding and stuff, and where they could be. I don't oh. know if you know, but I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell, basically, I don't want to announce it because I don't want to be um, a bullshit spreader because it could be <laughs> complete waffle. Um, but it might be true, and if it is true, then I'll regret not announcing it. But there you go. Um, so, yeah, but obviously it being, uh, if it is in Matley, I mean, I think it would be cool just to have an all, I, I can't really see, like I said to you, I, I can't really see um, Bojo letting all the foreigners come over to watch a motocross race. I can't see that happening in July, but it'd be cool even if it's just all British people there, you know? Yeah, definitely, but yeah, I don't know. I Hopefully we can have the first round at Matley. I've got, if Matley is the first round, then I've got five British championships before the first GP, so... Um... That'll be interesting. Be raced ready by then. What? There's um, how many rounds before the first GP? Well, there's four before the, there's four at the moment before Russia. So if we don't go to Russia, there'll be five before Matley. Bloody hell! I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty sure. So you are obviously you are doing the British, huh? Yeah, British Championship. Okay. Um, and yeah, obviously MXGP. Yeah, that's um. It'd, it'd be nice to race again in Britain. It's been. It's been a while since I raced the British Championship since 2016. So, yes, yeah, that's all. I, to be fair, I didn't know you were doing that. So that's pretty cool. So I better come as early you more. That's good. That's good for me. Yeah, I, I thought I thought you'd be just. Um, I had no idea. I thought you'd be just MXGP, but no, that's cool. Yeah, obviously with F and H, obviously based over there. I guess yeah. they were just um, focused. Last but you did, did a lot of the British Dutch was... stuff, didn't you? Yeah, last time I did the British in 2016, I was with Steve, Steve Turner, and then signed for CLS. So. Just did the World Championship, then yeah. signed for F and H, so ended up doing the Dutch Championship for two years. So, yeah, yeah, nice to be back. I like doing the British Championship. Uh, I like the tracks in the UK, so nice to be home for a little bit. It's just the season's a bit crazy when you when you look at the calendar now with the races that are planned. We've got like four weekends off since when we start riding. Yeah. In the middle, if you do nations, you've got twenty two races in a row. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. I I tell you what, like when you speak about like um you know like your hectic schedule, yeah. I watched I've been watching some of the old um MX Nation stuff. Do you any watching that on YouTube? Uh, MX Nation, yeah, I watch it. Yeah, so I watched the one with the they're talking about the Americans before. So after they got a dick in at um, Buds, no Redbud, they're talking <laughs> about before you know obviously before Assen, and I can't take like I said I can't take anything away from them because before like Assen that like. They they all made a fan out of everyone. I think they worked really hard, and it was like cool for them to go over. But yeah. they were talking about the schedule and about the money and stuff, and they were saying that. So obviously they do. Was it how many rounds of Supercross? Like seventeen or eighteen rounds of Supercross. 
yeah. and then they literally have two weeks and they go 12 round outdoors so I to be fair the more you look into it the more you sort of go yeah you wonder why they're not as good outdoors and especially when the money is in supercross compared to outdoors you know like I think Cooper Webb said he'd make a million dollars more winning an indoor title than he would an outdoor so that's why they sort of focus on obviously it's why they focus on that yeah of course then they just focus on that but then also even if they did focus on more on motocross in America, it's still completely different than Europe. Yeah, yeah. Like when you 100%. go to like Arco or Lommel, it's so different to the tracks they have over there. It's. Have you ever rode in America? Uh, only when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, actually, I've never. In 2015 as well, I think I ended up doing a wild card MXGP at Glen Helen. Oh, what was that like? Uh, terrible. <laughs> what you did terrible it was terrible uh both well i was okay i was only well that year i was doing the emx for steve but um jake or frossard was injured can't re- can't remember which one so they had a filled in. So they had a free bike there so i hopped on a plane uh went there it was like 40 degrees heat <laughs> yeah um yeah two motors at glen helen when i was like yeah. 18 or whatever I was, 17 yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. Good, good experience, but was very difficult racing. A bit out of my league for that moment. Right, okay, yeah. Two good starts though, actually. I got some cool photos. Glenn Helen across the top of the berm, Cooper Webb. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice trick. They, um, it's quite, it's it's weird that, it gets pretty rough though, doesn't it, in fairness to him. Yeah. But like it's, it was the heat that did me there, to be fair. And then yeah, yeah. I was, that bike had so much power and yeah. that I wasn't without riding it ever before. Just literally took my suspension and ended up doing the Mexico one and then Glen Helen, I think it was, that way around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was difficult, but it was a good experience. And, um, yeah, the heat just did me in. To be fair, when... um. When we spoke to Todd, he he went to Florida and did that GNCC, and he said the heat is just. He said literally before you even get to track, you're just sweating. Yeah, well, that'd be like, Florida's more like Indonesia. I humid. Think, like, yeah, yeah, like humid and you can't escape the heat. It's just you just dripping wet. It's like you like when you go and literally go and sit in a steam room it, in yeah. Indonesia is literally like that. Like you cannot escape the heat anywhere. It's like you're breathing in water. Yeah, it's, it's just vile, isn't it? Yeah, it's horrible. I, I, so I like when I spoke to you the other day about the um, the Lommel in when, when Marshall Wetland was F and H when it was real. I went, yeah, eighteen when it was. I went and watched um, with Dad and my mate, and it was so hot. Yeah. Like, and that was just that was like obviously that was that was when they had the um, when you come off the finish, they had that like a tap thing, didn't it? Above yeah, the, spray you could thing. Where you could go in. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen so many people sat under that. I'd be, oh my God. It was, uh, and obviously it's Lommel, and then in that heat, I remember just like watching and being like, you know, just, I love Lommel. I love going there. And I remember just not being bored, but being fed up because I was so hot. And I'm thinking, these guys are out there doing like 35 minutes like, on the yeah, nail. With you know, all, the, with all your kit on. all your kit on. And yeah, it was no good. But I remember that was, um, yeah, that was a rough old weekend. But there you go. And I just that's what I said to you. I remember that. And then after that, you were going for a recovery cycle like <laughs> with <laughs> with Mark and the boys. So you just done two. But, you know, I think that but it was probably Saturday, I think, to be fair. So you've done your qualifying race and all your qualifying and all that. And then you're just going to go have a little cycle after. Just brand new. Carry yeah. on. You feel better after that, though. <clears throat> like to I be said fair, to you on the phone, you just it yeah. gets rid of the lactic acid. And you actually feel better for doing something than if you would just, just sit there and do nothing. So Yeah, no, for sure. I um, I did do it after Saturday and I actually did feel surprisingly better but it's just my shoulders and everything was bad where I've been riding so I'm well, well when you here. finish obviously you can't be bothered going for a cycle or whatever and then when you start you're a bit like but then afterwards you do feel better so yeah no, for sure understanding it and then doing it yeah yeah um so what um what's your most like memorable GP like what a GP that sticks out with you a GP yeah like what's yeah what's been Probably... your best GP uh I've got a couple. Obviously, my first GP stands out to me as that's just you only get okay. one time to do your first GP. It was and it was Argentina, so oh, uh, 2015 again, I think. Uh, I actually, whole shot the the qualifying race. 
Yeah. Second out the start in the first move, passed Sewer for the lead on the second corner, led for about two corners, and then yeah, ended up finishing eighth overall. So yeah, that's good. Really happy with that. I think I can remember day. that. I think I can just remember mum and dad screaming at the telly. Yeah, possible. Yeah. To be fair. Um, and then uh, another one I always look forward to, obviously, is Matley. Uh, yeah. I, when I won the EMX round there, that that was pretty cool. Um, and Czech Republic, as it's my favourite GP track. So, which ones is that? Locket. Locket, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good. I don't know why. I just like the ground there, and I like the flow of the track, and yeah, always seem to do well there. So that's why I like that round. Yeah, no, Sam, it is a it is a good track. I like the look of. What's the, what's the one in the where they had they did do a few runs? It gets gnarly. Um, I can't think. Where they had the nations there in like sixteen, not not Magura. Um, the one that's like sandy and like a oh bloody hell. Well, they have those like whoops on the outside and two tabletops. And they had last year they had a few rounds there. Was, was it when they first come back? Uh, what's that? Um, I can't bloody remember what it's called now. Not sure. It's gnarly as hell. It's like sat like sat. It's like sandy, but a hard base. Um, Latvia, Latvia, yeah, Kegums. Oh that's yeah, that's it. it. Whoops to the table. Yeah, that tops. to me. Yeah, look, yeah. yeah, that to me looks mega. Yeah, that's but a nice track. Brutal. Just, yeah, it's hard. I think, the hard ground with the it's a weird track to ride. Actually, Latvia. It's, good, yeah. it's a nice track. Good GP, but uh, one that I like. I think I think they could do something better with the first turn there. There's always a crash in the start there. Yeah, no, there Every is. Race. It's like a what. Like a 180. Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. No, it's always um, seems to be issues with 180s. Um, and obviously, uh, Donations in 90... Yeah, 19. Yeah, that's my favourite. Uh, yeah, to get on a box. Memory on, on a motocross bike, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that'll win the British Championship, but I think Nations uh, tops that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, just an unbelievable race, yeah, as you can imagine, from start yeah. to finish. So, yeah, unbelievable. It's um, it's weird when you go. It's weird, like when I was there. Like Saturday was obviously even considering the weather. Like Saturday was pretty good, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. And then obviously Sunday it just turned into like Western Beach race, basically. Yeah, and then obviously me and Nathan, we, we was out first, and I ended up crashing on the first lap with somebody. Crashed again, coming through, and Nathan's bike broke, so we ended up yeah. having a terrible result in the first race. And then we was, to be honest, I thought the podium that was gone. Then I thought, oh. yeah. And then me and Sean had to do a good race in the second race and Sean ended up finishing really high third or fourth, or if I can remember, or maybe even higher. I'm yeah. not sure. I can't really remember. Uh, and I finished ninth or tenth or somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, so I thought, um, and, and a couple of other people, America and France had some bad races. So I thought um, maybe we have a chance to be back in it. And uh, I got changed, took my clothes off, was just in my normal clothes. Went to watch the last race in in like one of the sky boxes that was there. It was just full of English people. <laughs> and watch the start go. They're going round, and it come up on the screen virtual nations podium, and we were second. And I was like, oh my god, like didn't not expect it at all. And I've never been more nervous watching a race. Sean's bike was smoking. I was thinking, ah, oh. yeah. and uh, I could see Tixier got a bad start. So Belgium overtook us, so we're now third. And Tixier was coming through, coming through, coming through. And then France actually overtook us, and I was thinking, no, not fourth again. I just finished fourth all year, pretty much, <laughs> missing the yeah, missing the podium at yeah. MX2. So I thought, surely not, can't finish fourth at the Nations as well. And then it just panned to Paul Ann pushing his bike, and the whole skybox, I'll never forget, was like lifting me up. I was on the floor piling on, tapping me, grabbing me. And yeah, that was just unbelievable feeling then. I, I was like looking at the screen, like waiting for like official confirmation, you know, like I was yeah, looking yeah. at Mark, like Chamberlain behind the skybox, like trying to see someone's reaction and just, yeah, and then it come up on the screen and I was like, I sprinted to the podium and yeah, that was such a, such an awesome feeling and <clears throat> one that I'll never forget. So yeah, um, that was pretty special to me. Yeah, no, that is um one hell of a. I, again, I had no idea either until I. To be honest with you, I don't think I had a clue 
until I um because I I legged off. I had to I had to like get home. I'd work the next day, and I think uh, <laughs> I can remember I can remember leaving and looking and then, like on the way out seeing all, all the British people going ape shit, and then I'm looking and I'm like oh my god we actually got because I again I had no idea. Um, but yeah, that was when Nathan come back. One, he'd been doing beach racing yeah. or whatever, and he was mega. To be fair, yeah, Nathan, he was good. Nathan's unbelievable in the sand, and he so. Um, yeah, and Sean's Sean obviously you, you're good in the sand, like basing yourself where you're based. But and Sean like, uh, so it would have been yeah, it would have been twenty. So when I went to um, that was when you were on that Italian team. So I went to <laughs> Falcon Czech Republic team twenty. Yeah, oh Czech Republic team. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> so when I went to. Uh, yeah, JD. Yeah, JD. Yeah, we so I that. went. No, we won't. No, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> so when I went to, uh, I went to. That was with Jamie. I went to Vulcan Swab with Jamie. Um, we had a hell of a weekend. Me and Jamie, and my dad is. No, I wish I could say. And, the uh, same. Yeah, no, yeah. I I remember you didn't have the best weekend. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I can remember going there, and um, it was obviously horrendous. One again, the weather wasn't great in the week or whatever, and it was like gnarly as hell. One, it yeah, sure was so in, good. In qualifying, in qualifying, there there was. There was like the three rollers over the back and it was so rutty and deep. I literally crashed three laps in a row trying to do a qualifying lap in that one section. What, the bit the bit where you like just off the start? Yeah, off the start, big scrub jump. Yeah, yeah. Like chicane around that sweeping left. I literally crashed three times, three laps in a row. And then... To be honest, I, I think I seen one of them and then I think I walked... I walked round it up because I've got a video on my phone of who was that? Um, who was the kid that rode MX2 for Dixon last year? Wilson Todd. Wilson Todd. I got a video of him crashing on my phone, literally there. Yeah, well, Just like you said, wheeling comes in, picks the front up, goes it was, straight over the yeah, bars. Yeah, well, it was literally soft if you went out of the line, and the ruts if you yeah. went in the line were like completely not straight at all. Kickers, no. and there were them ruts that suck you in. So when you went in, yeah, they were just stopping you dead. So. I tried three different things, three different laps, and it just never worked. I don't think I've ever crashed. I don't know if I've ever crashed three times in qualifying, ever, never mind three times in one section. Yeah, so it's three times in a row on the same bit of track. <laughs> exactly the same bit of track. Literally a recipe for disaster yeah. that weekend. But no, that was, um, I remember that being snotty as hell and how good Sean was. He was, that was when he passed Caroli and that. It was just nuts. I remember um, he was really good there. Obviously, you don't have the best weekend, but. No, I don't remember any hey, of it. I was, I was, uh, yeah, my bike broke, so... Yeah. No, I can't remember. Um, another thing that sticks out of uh, of you riding, for me, was Hawkstone on the International that time when you were just yeah on rails. I remember I got there late. Dad was there before me for work stuff, and I got there with my friends, and I could not believe how fast you were going. It's like you're on a different track, actually. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Hawkstone. Two hole shots, good qualifying. My gate was like... Well, you couldn't see any concrete where I was starting. It was just full of sand. Yeah. So two old shots. Um, and then, yeah, that was it. Just led from the front. Was, um, was that 19? That was 19. Yeah, it? 2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of my favourite tracks as well, Hawkstone, to be honest. I wish there would be a GP there. Um, yeah, they could probably do it with the capacity in the space. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's the, the problem uh, is with the MSGP yeah. though, it's everything that comes with it. The yeah, stuff no, we don't see, a... like the the route they no, need to take to ambulance or whatever, and and yeah, they would need to change the track anyway because the skybox doesn't wouldn't fit behind no. the start where it is now. So yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Actually, yeah. So perhaps that's, I don't you know. know I would worth. I would love to see a GP there though. I think I think it yeah. Busy and uh, like I said to you the other day, I think it, I think it would attract a lot of the fans from that go to like Farley and some of the old school yeah. fans that don't know yeah, that sure. don't normally go to Matley. I think it would um, kind of get them to come watch a GP, and I think uh, I think it'd be a very popular one as well with the riders. I yeah. don't, I, I don't really know one rider who doesn't like Hawkstone. So, but well, you've met one now. I don't like it. No? No, I um, I've only ever raced there once, and me and so it was a two day meeting, and me and Dad went home after one race, I think, on Saturday. Why? Actually, no, it could have been two races actually. What was up? Yeah, with we, it? I, um, I just I don't ever ride the sand, so I went there, and the thing was, it was in like I'm trying to think what year it was. I was on a big wheel, one fifty on, but and I had had a really good year, going up to that, and I was move, I was moving up to two fifty Fs the following year anyway, 
Um, because I'd finally like outgrown a big one after about 15 years on one. I'd finally got tall enough to get up. And yeah, we just had a disaster basically. But I've had a lot of mm. I've had a lot of mates fall out of their old man's at Orkstone. <laughs> like my one of my mates I work with, I think him and his old man had a fight there. And I think he said he like threw his brand new tech tens. You know, like where the you know uh like if you do when you do the international, you wear all the pop-up tents now and that little posh like square bit, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like you just got a fence on it round the outside yeah. of it. He threw his tech tens over that fence into the bus. <laughs> Like, Javi, like just classic schoolboy dad um, and son arguments. But yeah, me and dad, we don't, we don't rate that. And the, that's what annoyed us as well about that weekend because we actually, we parked in there. So we had like a mint pitch as well, but we were gone by Saturday. Brilliant, brilliant seeing the schoolboy dads. Yeah. Well, I think I rode rubbish and yeah, I couldn't, I just couldn't ride it. I never rode sand and Matchham's shut when I was. They didn't get angry, did they? No, not at all. He never gets angry. I wouldn't think so. He don't anymore. He just watches me now. And if it is bad, he just tell me it's bad, and that's it. We just go and have a talk about it later on. We have a little laugh and a joke. Who, uh, who won no. the other day? Actually, who had the fastest lap time? Oh, I mean, yeah. Dad. Oh, it was definitely me. Uh, was it? Dad didn't. I'm not. I'm not going to say too much, but he did not have a very good day. <laughs> um, we. I'll. I'll let you. I'll let you. Um, stew on it. But he did. He did two laps, and he had. Two crashes in one of those laps. <laughs> oh, no. He he wasn't having a very good day. <laughs> it was quite funny actually because obviously, I t- but I tell you what was nuts was like so I don't know what's happened. I don't know whether me and Dad were talking about it the other day. We can't understand it whether it's Johnny's influence, Walker's influence, on about. Um, but there was so many beaters there on Saturday. Like I'm talking, the ratio was nearly. I'd say it was like thirty percent beaters. Normally, as you know, it's seventy percent KTM's, yeah. but it was. You know, and the, and the other 20 was like, you know, Zuki, like motocross people, Zuki, Kawasaki's and, and Yams. But there were so many beaters there. It was actually nuts. Oh, that's good. Um, like good yeah, for, which is cool. for motocross as well. Another brand. Yeah. More opportunities. Exactly. For sure. Especially with, obviously, with the STM course boys. But anyway, so dad, so I knew it wasn't good because dad, um, I, I did a couple laps. Obviously, the bike was brand new. I did a couple laps. And I had like a gilet on. And to be fair, it got pretty hot, so I just come in and took the gilet off and like, was getting ready to go back out. And then Dad pulls up, and his ang- like he snapped his hand guard off, and he's hurt his finger. <laughs> he's like hit a tree, and it's all not looking too pretty. Anyway, I know it's bad because he's gone straight to the burger van. <laughs> he's just that's it. And then I basically so he he had bought a lower link for his bike, so he thought he changed that. So he took the other link, so he's changing his link because he, he he thinks it didn't help, and I don't think it did help. It was, was it the link? So well, I think it was the Link's fault. So anyway, he's changing the Link anyway, to be sure. So I go out, come back in. I'm like pumped. I haven't rode a bike for a long time and actually liked it and enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I was like, I was like a dog with two dicks. He, he stood there. My nan sat in the front of the van just doing her own thing. She's having a little watch. She's just happy to be out like a golden retriever in the, in the open. <laughs> Dad, Dad's changing the Link. Oh, it's a full family do then. Oh yeah, yeah. Me nan always yeah. goes. She she loves it. Yeah, she's like she's literally from day one. She'll go forever. Oh, mine, mine don't um, like watching me. Does she not? They get too scared. Yeah, I mean, it's always been it's always been mum, nan, and my auntie before she passed away. It's always it's always it's always what it's been, and it just you know what I mean it'll always yeah. be the same. And uh, so Dad's changed this link, and then basically I went over. I said, "All right," and he said, "I thought it took him a long time, but basically it turned out he had a lot of beater people. I think go and talk to him about his beater." So he said, "He goes, I've paid forty quid to, to, to talk in a field and eat a hot dog." Is what he said to me. And this is before he went back <laughs> How out. How much again. was the hot dog? And then he as went well, back out. I, that's what I mean. We're talking and fuel getting there, but luckily it was only Warminster, so it's close All to right. us. Um, so he's uh, and then he went out for another lap. And I was in between. Um, I was in between like sessions, so I was just sat in. And he done one lap, come in. That was it. He, he put the bike in the back of the van. He had enough for that day. So <laughs> he, he paid forty quid for three laps, basically. I don't know how that works out a lap. My maths ain't too good, but it won't good. Bless him. But um, so I don't know what his plans are. But there you go. Not in a rush to get. So not in a rush stop. to get back out by the looks of it. No, no. So I, I definitely had the best lap time. I actually felt alright for once in my life. So it was quite good. Quite a basic track, but it was good to get out. Um, but there you go. So another thing, um, what was I going to say to you about? So you were testing suspension. So are you like, are you at a setting where you're happy now? And that's like sort yeah, of yeah, definitely. Like the, 
the test that I had the other day, that was the first time where I've really had a test and it's been like really productive, if you wish, because yeah, when yeah, I yeah. first had my first suspension test, I was with the other team and there was like five or six of us doing a suspension test with, with one test guy in one day at Red Sand. So I was, it was like, I'd just gone on a 450, new bike, more power, getting used to the 450. Red Sand, which is not perfect for suspension testing anyway, because the track's got such, such big jumps that you would want to set your suspension up harder for it to be good there. So when it, if it works there, it doesn't yeah. necessarily work when like Veldoven's rough or something. So, yeah. And then obviously I left that team, joined Attaché, and then the races started. A uh, couple of problems with white power, or whatever. So didn't end up getting a test. Had another test a few uh, couple of months ago in in Spain, shall we say? And uh, like I said before, I had that wrist injury, tendonitis yeah. while I was in Spain. So I did my test, but I couldn't really optimize it. And again, that was at Red Sand. Um, so yeah, finally got another test the other day, and and. Yeah, the the progress you made was unbelievable, to be honest. So, uh, riding tomorrow, so excited to get back, get back on it tomorrow. Where are you riding tomorrow? Beldoven again. Okay. Uh, but as we're sitting here doing this now, it's currently snowing, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I know. On the way back today, when I I went through like Melbury Abbas, which is like Dorset way. And that, it, like in the higher grounds after Spread Eagle was like quite high and it started snowing like that. Yeah, well, it was 25 but degrees think, last week and now it's snowing, so. Is it proper snowing? Like It was pitching? before, yeah, but it's not going to stick. No. The floor's wet from the rain. So. Wow. But, yeah, yeah. Did you? Oh, it's yeah, raining as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the track's like, but it should be all right. It was so dry last week that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it'd take yeah. a shitload, to be fair. Oh, we need loads over here. Like, on Saturday, it was obviously dry as hell, but the woods were nice because they were like pretty, like you know, they hold moisture. Um, but today was just bone dry, like bone, bone dry. So we do need, um, we do need a lot of rain. I'm sure you guys do as well. But obviously, with the sand, it's a bit different. But like we said, like I spoke to you the other day about the like, lot, like even Lommel, that GP, when I went, when it was to baked, it's like it's obviously it's not got a hard base, but you know what I mean? It goes funny, doesn't it? It's like the sand thins out yeah. a little bit. Well, Lommel GP is always and, uh, different to the practice anyway because obviously they put sand on and prep it. And as like yeah. if you go in the week, you usually get the same bumps because when they grade it, they kind of just Fill yeah. Them in. So the bumps come straight yeah. away again in the same place. So the GP is always different, and normally they change the layout and whatever. And and uh, so the GP is different than when you practice there, but but still, I'm not the not the biggest fan of just practicing Lommel every week. No, they. Uh, have you ever rode Farley Castle? Uh, for the British Championship in 2013, I think it was. I did, yeah. Yeah, like I can remember that. Um, yeah, that so that's some enduro sections where... in it. I remember. Yeah, like in the woods, like downhill, yeah. completely not graded, like just. Yeah, they they can't grade it. They can't get a machine on it. That's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. You try. Uh, you try doing that on a. I did. A, I did the vaccinations and on in 15 on a. Uh, an 88 KX125 and the bloke who built the bike for me to race is a good friend of mine and basically what he would basically what we were doing we were cleaning the bike after every race and taking it down because that's when dad had a stand down there with Pico so we were taking the bike down there and they were rhino shining the discs up and I come down there on lap one with no brakes down that hill and nearly went in the pond was like, if you look Brilliant. down there's obviously as rough as hell down those four steps and there's a pond down the bottom of there honestly nearly went in there but like that's one of the roughest tracks that's local to me. It's awful. Yeah. Like they, so every, so every year when they have like an Acerbis National there, people know they don't grade it, but there's no point grading it because all it does that he like takes a dig around, like you said, it's like the same as like Mumble in the week. It just fills the holes in. So as soon as you put a bike on it, it all comes back out again anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just it I makes just remember no like difference. the field section being like not too rough, and then you get to that wood section, Stuttering. and it's just like yeah. But it wasn't even it wasn't even that. It was like. It was like you had to turn on off camber at the bottom, and it was just like not. Yeah, that's, that's proper scrambling, Adam. This ain't no yeah. motocross. Proper that's old like school. Me- yeah, proper like Mako, Mako era. <laughs> it was um, it, it's a gnarly track to be fair. It um, it was good though. It was good for racing. There was loads of passing and that. So 
it's the same like like the section think... at Ling, you know, in the field. Like you go to Ling, and the only place you can make a pass is in that then four corners in the field because. Oh, what when you sort of jump yeah, out? Yeah, you go into the field and, and do the four corners yeah. and jump back into the. Yeah, I've never actually been there. Um, obviously, I've seen it on good track. I've got, seen got my first British Championship win there. Race win. Wow. Yeah. Um, again, that that looks to me like it's pretty gnarly there as well. It is, but like sandy with a hard base. Yeah, it, it is, but you can kind of you can kind of jump the bumps at Ling. Like you can jump down the hill, and then you can almost use the bumps as jumps there, as it's not so hard on your on your body. The mo- the most physical bumps yeah. is like when it gets lommel and it's like big big ones around corners and stuff. That's when it. That's when it gets really physical. Yeah. I yeah, but sounds just like the momentum you need to carry in it. And then I well again, when I watched that Max Nation thing, I was what I actually watched the or was it? It was something to do. Anderson's talking about like Jason Anderson's all about the sand and he's talking about the like the momentum you carry. You need to like be on the gas enough that you don't dig into the sand or something. But I don't know whether you try and aim for that. I don't know. Yeah, because when you can you actually do that? Yeah, it's true. Like if you go if you have a corner, if you shot off in the corner then you're the weight just pushes it into the sand. So yeah. um, if you stay on the power, then you almost stay on top of the sand. So yeah, I know that's easier said than done, but it is literally the faster you go, the easier it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm terrible. You see but me. But was, for the nations, Assam was brutal as well. That was like an enjoyment. Yeah, that... yeah, I know. For, yeah, horrendous. Well, obviously Sunday, Saturday was pretty good, but Sunday yeah. was awful. The, um, yeah, I mean, this so last time I went in the sand would have been Fat Cat, and me and Dad didn't talk the whole way back. <laughs> That's a long journey, Adam, in silence. What, what happened there? I just read rubbish again. But in fairness, when I got there, like, like literally, it's like when I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but it was frosty. So it was like real hard, and then it, when it thawed out, it just went wet as hell. So the first session was actually all right, but yeah. it was like, Hard and it was like, oh, this is actually all right. Yeah, you get that over here as well. Then, like, you can turn yeah. off and the track looks all right, but then you know when you tap your foot in the sand and the water comes off, you get that yes. a lot over here. So, actually, gets worse as the day goes on. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like that, and I, I was on a one two five, and I just wasn't going anywhere. I was quite fat, <laughs> and I wasn't going anywhere. It's just yeah, it was a bad day. It was a bad day. Um, so you've got so. How many times do you say you ride now? Three times. Yeah, three because it's a month to the first British now, isn't it? So, where is it? Is it? Yeah, Cullum, Cullum yeah. Oh, I hate to get into get into gear. Yeah. Um, that's a rough old track as yeah, well. Yeah, it's been a what? It's been ages since I rode Cullum, I think I can't remember the last time I raced there. there was a, you should have been over at the weekend. I think there was a practice day at this was weekend. There? Yeah, you could have been over again. Didn't see anybody there though. No, I seen. I swear it was Cullum. I seen some. I've seen a lot of stuff on Facebook, like some local lads. So I think they've been at. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. You're obviously not in the no, clip, are like, you? It's not as easy to just whip over to the UK now, is it? No, it's true. No, it's, it's a, a full-on COVID test. Yeah. Like Operation. Yeah. Jamie. Jamie was telling me that some people have been struggling with like, is it like working visas or something for, over there for riding <laughs> and stuff? Yeah, that, that's another. That's a is problem. All oh, right. But, okay. So one one that no issue. one seems to have the answer to yet. Ah, right, okay. I don't expect Boris does either, to be fair. No, because, yeah, you're only supposed to spend 90 days here in 180, and 180 in 360, but I'm trying to find out, yeah. like, yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows the answer or no. what to do or... No, I mean... Since obviously, since like, oh god, we're gonna talk about Brexit on the podcast now. But here goes what people listen to, I guess. So, I had to send some, um, <laughs> I sold some wheels at work, some alloy wheels, yeah. and I had to set, and I, I had no idea where like they had come from. So, I, like, you know, I, I got so my boss tells me we've done this, so I go and sort it out. So, I went and done it. Where's the wheel going? Northern Ireland. I thought, oh god, so it's not even in the fucking EU anymore. I had to print off five bits of paper of the same thing for the different checks to get out of customs yeah well i know i know i know the teams had problems with like like we got stuff sent to spain and it's still in spain now i think just like they yeah. can't get out of customs it's just yeah it's a right cock up to be fair 
Yeah. No, it sounds like a right ball leg. Um, another thing that I was uh, I want to speak to you about. So, in, like in the week we were training. So, if you're riding three days a week, and obviously after you ride, you go for your recovery cycles and stuff. So, it, I guess it helps. You know, like you say you're moving and stuff. But so you, are you still doing a lot of gym work at this point in the season, or not as much as you would say when you're not? Yeah, riding? gym work still still flat out at the moment. Pretty full on. Um, yeah. it's when the races start is when you tame the gym work down a bit because right okay that's why they all that's why pre-season is so important if you get injured in pre-season you can't our races and schedule so much traveling and you can't gain that time back without missing yeah. races so no. um yeah gym works flat out at the moment uh so yeah gym before riding ride recovery after three times riding a week yeah. Normally one complete rest day, so normally Sunday or something. Um, oh, what? Just literally do nothing? Yeah, Sunday or Monday, usually. Oh, nice. Did you do anything today or not? Yeah, I was training today. Okay. Um, so how, how, long's, how long do you train for? It can vary. So sometimes I like to spend... I like to... A lot of motocross riders can't run or struggle to run. <clears throat> so I like yeah. to do... I probably do... 60% cycling, 40% running. Um, yeah. But I like to, same with riding, really. I like to keep it different. So I don't like to just cycle or just run. Or I just like to do, I think you need to be all-rounded. So I like to do everything, really. Um, yeah. So today was a bit of a strength session, a bit of a hit workout. Um yeah, then some long distance cycles, some shorter stuff with some intervals, some long distance runs, some shorter runs. Um, that's it really. All, most of the high intensity stuff's done on the bike, so the other stuff's yeah. just long uh, base training, really. Yeah. Um, no, I listen to a lot of. Um, I listen to. The, I don't know if you ever listened to the Gypsy Tales podcast with. Um, it's quite an old one with that coach Rob Beams and. Um, Todd Waters. I don't watch their podcast. I just watch the clips on YouTube. Sometimes they, sometimes oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. interesting clips come up. So, yeah. Well, basically, the the reason why I got sucked into that one because that's the one where Todd's talking about hurlings and how fast he is. Yeah, at I did see a clip on that. Yeah. Um, and then you sort of get into this. Like Coach Rob seems to be quite like, I think he's quite a good guy to be fair. Um, and he's talking about like heart rate zones and and like your. He was talking, what did he talk like sweat rate and all this yeah. and how, like when you, um, it's like say, like basically he says every time you do a workout, you should lose like a little bit yeah. of weight. Like basically that's just, it's just natural. But they're saying, oh yeah, like, so say you weighed at 80 and then you go and do your training day, you come back, you weigh 79, you go, oh, I lost a kilo today. But he's like, no, you didn't just lose a kilo. You lost what you took in in fluids yeah. as well. And that's obviously how you work out your sweat rate. And then he's talking about like heart rate zones and yeah, it's, it's pretty. Um, so, do you have like on your bicycle? Do you have like a power meter and all that? Uh, I particularly do you don't. Work I work heart off heart rate. Um, yeah. All of my stuff's done off. I don't heart think rate. a lot of people understand how it works. Yeah, like I got, I got a few guys that are really good with cycling, but they wear like um, all the like they got all the Ultegra stuff of the um, yeah. watt meters and all that and the power meters. I don't understand how it works. To be fair, it wouldn't even interest me. I, I say I got. A, I've got like an old Garmin and I do sometimes wear me watch. But I haven't worn it for a while to be fair. Um, no, but, that, but if I don't that's why, it's, that's why it's in, uh, important to do our, the, the VO2 max test at the start because you can see what heart rate zones you need to work to achieve what you want to achieve. If you don't do that, you're just guessing. Yeah. So. No, that's true. Perhaps I should do that. But that I think that Coach Rob was saying something like a lot of people, um, he was saying about motocross guys um, train at like they do like a two hour cycle like a 130 yeah. heart rate he's saying because you'll never go you can never you'll never go short and fast if you can't go long and slow or something or yeah like long and yeah. you know regarding your heart rate and stuff so it's quite interesting to listen to that and how it works it's quite um, it's pretty in depth yeah, well, really. when you Science when you speak to and... like if you go and say to some people even most PTs I bet if you say if you've shown them the heart rate of a motocross rider in a race, they they will yeah. they will think it's something's wrong because yeah, depending on the people vary, but um, 
my heart rate is not in a race can be from between 170 and 190 average for the 35 minutes. I know, yeah, I know people who go over 200, like Sewers, yeah. um, Jacobi's, they go over 200 in a motor. So it's mad. You can't do that. In, in, you can't repeat that in real life. You can't. No, Obviously, no, there's the no, adrenaline no. and stuff as well. But when you think about it, that's why it's so difficult and actually dangerous racing in Indonesia, I think, because you've got all of our equipment on. You've got to throw 110 kilo mount, uh, mountain bike, <laughs> motocross bike. <laughs> Because you got every mountain bike was under ten kilos. <laughs> got to throw that round for thirty-five minutes, twice in one day. Yeah. Never mind the other stuff. Plus yeah. the travelling to get there. Yeah. And yeah, you got thirty-five minutes in forty-degree heat, ninety-eight percent humidity. Yeah. With your heart rate, one seventy plus. One eighty plus. plus for. Yeah. <laughs> for thirty-five minutes, then it does become dangerous. Um. Yeah, um, it, it is funny actually because, like, I, I guess I, I bet it was the same with you at school when you were at school. All your mates you would just say, "Oh, you, we got to do is sit on the bike and <laughs> and pull the throttle back." Like, I literally got so much shit for years off all of my mates. They were like, "Oh, you don't even have to do anything. You just you pull." The, and then, oh, my my mate, what bike you got? You like on eighty five? I got an eighty five. Oh, my mate's got a one ten Demon. That's not your bike. One ten CC. Yeah, I think everybody yeah, had right, that mate. same. Uh... Same discussion, yeah. but it, it, if you don't know motocross, then that's all you understand it as, really. Like, yeah, like you no, just look at it no, as no. like MotoGP it... almost. Some people, if you don't understand it, yeah, no, that's true. But no, I I remember when I so when I was like in 2018 before I done the so in 19 I went to the AMC Championship, but I actually crashed on the start straight of the first round, and that's it. My year was over. I hurt my shoulder. Yeah. Game over. Never, never bad experience for me and Dad. Drove back from like near enough Manchester, like up your way. Just whole way back to Bath Osborne, fought my arm was out, but they go it won't. Um, and instead, my shoulder was just, it just ached and ached and ached. I never know what happened to it. Still to this day, it hurts a little bit, but it just ached for like two months. I couldn't do anything. But I remember going up to that and I was tra- I like paid for a PT. So I was having PT sessions twice yeah. a week. And I was going to the gym and I would actually run to the gym. I was like actually fit for once in my life. I was fit. I wasn't eating chocolate. I was being good. And I, um, I remember I wore my watch at Gunner when I did when I first rode my um, when I first rode because we had we were so good back then we had two bikes I um, when I rode my yeah. race bike and uh, I rode my race bike and I remember my average round Gunner in the winter was one eight seven and I think my max was actually like one nine six and I remember I took it back I took my watch in and showed my guy and he was he couldn't believe it he said that he said that what he, he said yeah I had, couple, I had a couple I had a couple of arguments with. <laughs> like this local circuit train guy back in the day by my house and I actually did exactly the same as what you did talking the heart rate in. but yeah it's funny isn't it they, like you know it's obviously the level yeah and how fit you boys have got to be that brings me on to my next subject actually so do you like your diet that you're on obviously I take it it's pretty strict and do you ever eat chocolate and if you do when do you What's your favourite thing to eat when it's you know when you can be normal? Uh, so I tend to have like one night a week where I eat what I want, really. Um, so like really be anything, something bad because I think it's actually good every now and yeah. again to eat something bad. Um, yeah. Not only that, just because then you don't really you want it. Like if you don't, if you say for example you really like McDonald's and the whole year you're like oh, I can't wait for it. McDonald's. Yeah. Like if you, if you just had it once. And then maybe you don't want it for the next two months, three months. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, that's the way I like to do it. Um, no, I think that that's I think that's a pretty pretty good way. And I'll tell you what, my dad has really opened my eyes up, and this is like proper trick. So he, so I like basically every time I, I I know there's loads of people that like it. I don't know if you're the same or you've ever had an issue, but so before I go riding. Normally it's on race day, it's worse. But if I go riding or racing, like I said, race day is normally worse. I get a headache every time I ride, right? So I come back, I've got a splitting headache when I get home. Like it writes me off the evening. I'll unload the van, have a shower, and go to bed. And I say, I won't yeah, wake up. Really? So, you know what I mean? So I've got work the next day. Yeah, like every, honestly, like every time I race, I don't know whether it's because I stress myself out or what. Because I always, ever like 
dad from when i was young dad would always say to me kate like you know drink water drink water day before you got to hydrate before and he was always good 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 for me with that because he yeah. just keep me drinking so I, I know i was always hydrated i know you can drink too much water and then you you know you um can't what they say but you, i know you can drink too much water but it's never i was never over hydrating i would always get a headache anyway so the last two times probably, like since we've been riding again Dad said, like, so about breakfast and stuff, and I always struggle with something to eat. I could never, if I had some, like, some cereal or something, I'd never have a little bit of food because I could never just, I just couldn't really eat in the morning. Um, I've been having yeah. Weetabix with honey on top. And I'll tell you what, I, so I've, I have two Weetabix with a bit of honey on top, and I enjoy eating it, and I feel a lot better. I didn't get a headache today, and I didn't get a headache Saturday. And I've just drinking the same amount of water. And so I don't know whether that's cured not, it or what, but it's interesting to calories see. or energy in that for me for a race day breakfast no i can imagine what so, do you eat on a race day breakfast i struggle to eat in between motos um just because one yeah. I'm, I'm not i think a lot of people do two, if you do eat something you don't want to feel it in the next race so no. yeah if you go and have a yeah. big bowl of spaghetti bolognese in between your races then when your heart rate's at 190 in the next moto you're going to taste the spaghetti bolognese again very soon yeah it's going to try and it's trying to break your body, so, trying to break all that down yeah, as well. As, I try to eat yeah. as much as possible at breakfast. Um, so like I'm completely full, like literally force feeding almost. Um, yeah. And then just eat little at, at lunchtime. And then obviously after race, it's always um, burger or if you can, something to reward yourself or drown your sorrows with, with something nice to eat if you don't have a good day. Yeah, if you've had... If you've had a shit day, go straight to McDonald's and just have but, a lush um, up. Yeah, normally on race day, I will have like eggs, a little bit of toast. Um, I have some more toast with some like honey or jam or something on or a bowl of cereal. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's me for breakfast, a coffee, some water. Yeah. Um, that's it, yeah. So when you, do you, so when you, when you're at the track, do you just drink water or do you have like, do you have anything with like electrolytes or anything? Or do you have like a, you know, like a protein? No, yeah, I, I have protein shake and, and electrolytes. Um, electrolytes to replenish the salts that you sweat out. Obviously you sweat a lot in motocross, especially when it's hot. Yeah. Um, that's important. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I use that. I use electrolytes, a little bit of carb powder um, and then protein afterwards. Yeah. Nothing. No, it's nothing, just pretty standard uh, stuff, really. Yeah, yeah, and no, yeah. nothing stupid. For, like, I, I mean, nothing I'm like nothing the unheard of. Just... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot, lot of things that people forget um, about or don't do regular enough. But obviously, it's our job, so um, kind of need to. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit different. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, so a question that I asked that I asked Todd Keller ages ago when we did the podcast, and I last year as well. So. If you were given a uh, KTM 450 in stock trim and you were allowed to change one thing, Suspension. what would you change and why? And that, yeah, just because it's... Yeah, especially on the 450, you don't need the, the extra power. And the no, biggest benefit sure. you'll probably get as in improving lap time and comfort and easiest to ride would be suspension. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe different on a, two, on a 250 if, if you was another brand of 250 for example then maybe you would have to get yeah. something done in the engine I'm not sure but um... to be fair I think like when you talk about the 250 stuff now I think the Yam's probably the best bike it definitely seems the most powerful especially in America but yeah, there's an argument there's an As argument over here in, in Europe of course but um... yeah I mean I, I just think as as a consumer, like as a normal person that would go and buy a bike, obviously there's a lot of, with the air fork, there's a lot of, you know, controversy. Um, I, I've like used it and stuff. And yeah, I think it's all right. I, I think it's hard to get it set up yeah. correctly, if you know what I mean. Um, but like, with, say if you buy, yeah, so if you buy a KTM 250, yeah, it's a rocket ship. I know, but the thing is as well, I, I actually rode one. I nearly bought one last year and I rode one. I just, I, I didn't like it. It was so revvy. You had to rev the nuts, but I didn't feel like it was going anywhere until yeah. it was right at the top, which I didn't like. I never, I didn't ride a yam. Um, but everyone that's got yams, they just love them. And there's obviously it's got KYB stock, and then you've got a motor as well. I think it's the best 250 now. Yeah, there's sure. definitely an argument for that. 
Um, yeah, in America, they're, they're <clears throat> I'd say, the best team and best bike in America. Yeah, there's like 38 of them. Yeah, some budget. That team's... Yeah, oh, yeah. Tell me about it. And apparently, he's like when you watch like some of the behind the scenes stuff. Apparently, the I forgot who the team owner is now. I can't remember his name, but he's looking at MXGP stuff as well. Like yeah. people, you know what I mean? Like people to bring over and bring on, and he just wants to expand and expand. So it's it's cool, but it's like in the minute he's need about I don't know fourteen trailers. <laughs> to take all his riders. It's the whole amateur but... program they have as well. Um, so there's more yeah, riders than massive, we isn't it? know of. Yeah. Um. Have you been watching? Uh, have you watched some of the Supercross yeah, stuff? Yeah, I've been watching every round. Yeah, I've quite. Um, I'm like so. Obviously, every I think everybody wants Kenny to win just because of everything. Yeah, he's I think been he through deserves. And, you know, from what he's been through, I think he deserves to win. Um, yeah, but <laughs> Webb, I mean, come on. Yeah, it'd be hard to bet what, against I, him I, now, he, wouldn't it? But. Yeah, like, do you... So, I think I said... I think Jamie said, when I spoke on the podcast last, I think Jamie said it's quite a bold statement. But do you think that Webb... I think that Webb, basically, is the most mentally tough guy in motocross. Do you do you think that or not? Um, there's definitely an argument for it. For sure. Like, you know, he, he is he is shit-talking Tomac on the line. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, say, to get in his head. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying, and people go, oh, you know, they're, they're not paying attention. They're not, paying. but they are. I don't care what you say. If he's saying stuff to you on the line, you are thinking about what he's saying to you yeah. because it's happened. You've witnessed it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's right. happened. Yeah, that, you know, he, he's a craft. He's yeah, a crafty guy. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? And it, obviously, it's working. So yeah, um, be interesting to see what goes on the last few rounds. So excited to excited to watch that. Yeah. No, and it's it's also nice having a two fifty uh, class with yeah. quite a bit of depth. They, I was listening to the Pulp Pulp Max show today. I haven't watched. I haven't listened. Sorry for a couple of weeks, and uh, they were talking about like so. Well, oh, I can't. I'm gonna cock it up now. What coast are they on now? Are we on the no, east I or have west? No idea remember. either. So anyway, whatever the other, you know, the other coast, the one that's like basically, <laughs> I could go there and qualify. Yeah. They were saying like they were saying there like there's basically a plumber who's like twelve. He's got work, got work on Monday. He's super cross Sunday. He's a plumber on Monday. It's quite funny. It's pretty true. I think that yeah, class was pretty. Uh, Everyone got injured as well. Piss poor compared really. to the other. Yeah, no, I know. There's a lot of injuries. I was gutted for Max Voland because he looked really good. It's, uh, yeah, it, it'd be good to combine the the two fifties, like have it as one round, one series, yeah. like the four fifties. But then I guess. You, the privateers and stuff don't get the opportunity that they do now, do they? So, no, that's true. That's I think that's like what sort of stops yeah. them from doing it. To be fair, but the thing is, obviously, and and they obviously they, they want it to be a stepping stone class, don't they? They want it to, you know, they want the four fifty to be the premier class. So I guess they sort of it is a stepping stone class. I guess I guess that's the other yeah. outlook that they want on it. Um, but yeah, I was going to say something else about the superclass, and I can't remember what I was going to say. If you, oh yeah, if you ever rode supercross or not? When I rode for CLS, I rode the a little supercross track down by Fernandez's house. But other than that, no. Don't really interest it, me to be um, they... Not really. Is no, it not? it's never been something that, like, I'm not one of them whose whose dream it is to go race supercross. You know, I've yeah, I've yeah. always liked I... motocross, and motocross is what I grew up doing, what I grew up watching. The, the Supercross thing is cool and I get it and it would be cool to try it but it's just not something that ever really appealed that much to me. No. No, I get that. I mean, I think it's, um, I think especially if you're English, I think you either like, because obviously there's not, there's a lack of over, I think if you're British you either do one or the other and if you do the other, if you do Supercross then you've got to go to America. Yeah, and, and I think like the way the sport's developing now everything getting better, bikes getting better, riders getting better techniques, better this, better that. I think Supercross and Motocross is getting further and further apart. Like, it's almost two separate sports. Yeah, no, sports. I think so. Yeah, I and agree. That, and that's, that's why America, I think, struggles so much when they come now to the nations because the setup's completely different, tracks are completely different. Yeah. It's just... And they, they are, and like you said, that they... In fairness to them, like like you said, then that it is different, and their sole, like I said earlier, their sole um, 
interest is Supercross. That you know they prefer Supercross over motocross, and then you know their outdoor tracks are completely different to ours as well. So when they come over again, it's like completely different, even more than what it was when they yeah, were riding at home. You know, because their tracks look so fast, so wide open, and then they go and ride like Ernie, you know, yeah. or Majora. But they would have won Majora if Webb hadn't fell over that A-bow, I think. I remember that was when Anderson got landed. Yeah, after that. the finish. After the finish. I've, oh, my God. I remember watching that. My yeah, mate, that Fraser Smith, bad, we watched that at his house. Savage. Just landed clean on his head. I forgot who it was now. Guy, no? Yeah. <laughs> Just some, basically some morons <laughs> landed on, landed on Al Ombre's <laughs> head. Yeah. <laughs> Just come out of nowhere. But, yeah. Well, so you've got a, uh, so you've obviously got quite a busy week. Yeah, ahead. I mean, it's it's um, I, well, I think it's one month or maybe even less to the first British now. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if they're allowed a crowd at British or not. I don't uh, know. No idea. Hopefully, but I no. can't see it. Yeah, depends what day it is. If I'm free, I might come out. To be fair, I I I got bad memories of Cullum. I've had a big crash at Cullum, and I just don't. I it it's just it gets rough there, doesn't it? Like, it's hard, square edge, rough. Yeah, it always gets them bumps where, like, you land down the hill and you get that feeling where you can go over the bars. Yeah, 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 everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's got, and it's like the, the pockets are so square yeah. on all the takeoffs. It always gets, like, I have so many, like, you know, when you hit these, like, I have so many of them. Every time I go there, it's just nearly going home in ambulance every time. Right, and before I actually let you go, what um obviously last year was sort of like a stepping stone obviously into MHGP with the fastest boys in the world. What is your goal this year? Like what's your you know, what do you want to achieve? So I don't I'm never one for setting certain goals. Like no. I always feel like say if I say oh, I I wanna get a podium this year and if I don't achieve it then I feel like You failed. You can beat yourself up about it. Yeah. So I just like to approach it like I'm gonna go, I try my hardest and yeah, of course, in my head, I it would be nice to get a podium and be nice to lead laps and be up the front and whatever. But I just I try my hardest, go there, race, and and what the outcome is. If it, as long as I give it my all, then I'm then I'm happy with that. So that's the way I look at it, um, and I think that's what works best for me as a good way about going about racing. Yeah, no, it's, that is. Um... That is a good way because I, I I listened again another podcast no what a po- yeah it was a podcast it's Gypsy Tales with um AJ Cantonzero and he yeah. was talking about setting goals and stuff and <clears throat> basically like this year with his you know with the four fifty obviously in America being so stacked similar to MXGP and it's just you know it's just savage um he his goals have just been clicking laps off and in you know whatever situation he gets himself in so whether it's a heat or whether it's an LCQ it was just literally just clicking laps off and becoming better on the bike. Yeah. As opposed to being like, I want to make a main event because when you don't, it's like, all oh, right, well that goal hasn't been, you know, achieved, and then there's, you know, the doubts in your head and all that. So I think, I think that's a pretty good way to look at it. To be fair. Yeah, exactly. And if you go, if you go and you can only try your hardest, and and whatever happens, happens. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's a simple way of looking at it. You can't overcomplicate it. You can't get yourself in a in a mess with it with him you're not achieving your goals and underachieving or whatever as long as you try your hardest then uh, and you work hard I think you can only do good things so yeah but what that's kind like, of the way I've always had yeah um, like obviously that the, the, there becomes pressure where you need to like win the British Championship or um, do good results but again if you try your hardest then that's all you can do so yeah do you feel like um do you feel that's the same every time? So every time you ride the bike, you know, you obviously I can imagine at your level, well, most people always try, do you know what I mean? Their hardest, no, no matter what. Um, yeah. Whatever level, you know. Um, but what, like, for you, like, what determines, like, a like a bad day, you know? Like... What, as in MXGP you, race? Yeah, like, what, you know, what's, like, oh, that was shit, you know what I mean? Because we know you're trying, so what like, was... Like, it, it, can, it can be shit for a few reasons. Like, if you have an actual general bad day, but you still tried really hard, then yeah, that's... Like, if you, if you have a mechanical, then the day's shit, but it's not necessarily your fault. No. Or if you make a mistake when you're in a good position, but you're trying, then yes. it's still a bad day, but 
you can kind of live with that. It's 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 the days where you don't feel good or um, maybe didn't ride so good or you didn't get on the track so good and you didn't have good results that way, but nothing really went wrong. That's no. where that's the days where it's quite quite hard as a rider. But um, yeah, we have so many races that you just need to. It's hard to be consistent for the whole like how many races have we got this year? So I haven't yeah. done any pre-season races, so I'm going to have, what is it, eight British Championships and 20 GPs, so yeah. 28 races. So <laughs> you can't let one bad one bad race no. beat you up for the rest of the year. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's just, um, yeah, it's all, uh, it's all interesting. It's just nice to hear, like when, I, like, when I have a bad day, I have no idea what causes it, but I know that I'm trying, but I just can't, for whatever reason... Like today when I rode, it wasn't really the best day in the world. It was only like, you know, I'm just at the minute. I'm just you can imagine how unfit I am. And then <laughs> I've gone from a I've gone from a 150 KTM TPI, which literally like washing machines got more power to a 300 yeah. beater. And it's just like you know. Yeah, well, everybody has bad days, don't they? So yeah, you just got to overcome. Not them everybody got... has a good day every single day. So no, it's about especially in a racing point of view. It's 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 making the most out of the bad days when yeah, yeah, you like, don't feel good. So Yeah. Like how you know, look at the um like make your bad days better. Like when they say about make your bad races better than what yeah. they like I mean obviously, you know, disregarding the um mechanical stuff out of your hands, but if you can have a you know, if a bad race, like say for argument's sake, a bad race for you is like fifteenth and that's perfect. Yeah. You're still exactly. in the, you're still and in then, the points. Like one of the hardest things honestly with what we do is just trying to stay injury free all year. Yeah, because like, the riding you do. Yeah, because not only do we ride in the week pushing the limit, then you've got the qualifying, the each race, you've got 28 races, all the travelling, not, not not even necessarily getting injured, but getting ill. or Yeah, COVID now. <laughs> yeah, COVID, but just ill in general or um, not overdoing it. That, that, that's another thing, like when the season gets delayed and a lot of people that would be struggling with now is when they're trying to make themselves peak because you don't want to be unbelievable at the first round and be then just tail off straight away. You need yeah. to keep the yeah be on your highest level for as long as possible. So that's what's that's what makes our sport difficult as well. Like yeah, in boxing like... or whatever, you just need to perform on that one night. But in motocross, yeah, you need well, to keep it going a, yeah. for for ten months. Yeah. Like yeah, like you say with boxing, it's just a build up and build up, build up fight, and then you wait for the next fight, and then you just yeah. build, build, build fight. Whereas yeah, like you said, we're, you're trying to be at a consistent level that's a not going to burn you out, yeah, and b you're not like you said, you're not going to get injured while maintaining a speed that's good enough to score points in MHGP, which is yeah. hard. Exactly. So, yeah. No. Right. Wow. Um, mate, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no worries, mate. Enjoyed speaking to you. It was good. Yeah, no, it's been absolutely brilliant. It's a shame that Jamie's not here. Um, we've had some issues with Mike stuff. We've had some issues with the app, and Jamie's been a busy little bee over there, working <laughs> his ass off. Um, but yeah, hopefully soon. It'd be nice if I can, to be fair, it'd be cool if I can, um, if the British is on and they allow spectators, it'd be cool if I come chat to a British, to be fair. So yeah, no worries. 100%. See if we can get some, yeah, get some on the day, you know. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully they'll cool. have spectators, so that'll be cool. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'd be nice to be able to come and do that. To be fair, so. hopefully we can, everyone can get to Matley for the first GP. Yeah, that'd be if mega. It's the first GP. Yeah, yeah. I did, and whether you've raced five rounds or four rounds before yeah. that, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, cool, cool. Thank you, Adam. Cheers a lot. No mate. problem, and, mate. Um, Speak soon. Cool. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, yeah, stay tuned for more stuff coming soon.